Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. GM Zinger Nation, welcome back to Moon or Bust, your home for all things crypto at Benzinga. We've got a great show coming up for you today. We're going to be talking about the crypto markets. Is the bottom in? Is now a good time to buy? We will find out in just a second. We're also going to be looking at some NFTs and talking about what Justin Bieber's purchase means for the market. Ryan, what else do we got going on on today's show? Yeah, we're going to take a look at the markets. That's how we're going to kick things off. Look at Bitcoin, look at Ethereum, as we always do. Seems like we're still in a bear market, but we are getting some relief. So that's really good to see. Uh, but first things first, Logan, happy Mutant Monday. It's a good Mutant Monday for sure. We got to a 27 ETH floor. I'm sure we'll be covering that Jesus. today along with some other NFT content. So I'm excited for that. Not to mention our interview with Matthew Liu coming up at 2.30 p.m., the co-founder of Origin Protocol. And they're releasing their NFT platform tomorrow, and we're giving all of you a sneak peek into the platform. So stay tuned for that for sure. Yeah, Matthew is a great guest. We've had him on before. Origin Pro Protocol is doing some super, super cool things with a lot of A-list celebrities. Uh, so excited to have him on in a little bit. Drop a comment down below. Let us know what you're thinking about the market right now, what coins or NFT projects you are looking at, and make sure to smash the like button. As always, if you're enjoying the show, it helps out a lot on our end. But let me pull up the Bitcoin chart. We can just get right into it. So, Ryan... I have the four-hour candles pulled up, pulled up, pulled up, pulling, pulling them up. Can you see them? I can, yeah, and it looks like we're right at resistance with that line you drew, Logan. I absolutely love it when you draw these lines. It always works out so well. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it looks like we are getting a relief rally right now, but we are only up about 10 15% from the local lows, and we've saw this before. You know, a couple weeks ago we had a bounce, and a few weeks before that we had a bounce. But if you mm -hmm. zoom out over the past, like, three months now, really since November, we have been in a downtrend. And even though some altcoins are popping off, uh, I mean, the cryptocurrency markets are in a bear market. Let's call it how it is. Uh, look at this downtrend. I mean, it's been going on now for three or four months. Not good. Not good at all. But we are attempting another breakout today. At least it looks like it. We've tried this before. End of December. Rejected hard. We tried this before. Uh, end of January. I guess middle of January. Rejected ultra hard. Okay. We got sent back down very, very quickly after this was this fake out, right? So here we are today in a very similar situation. Ryan, is this a bull trap or a bear trap? I think it's too early to tell Logan. I think it's still a couple weeks out from knowing uh, whether this is a bear trap or if the bull market will continue. Um, we're just barely above that line you drew. Uh, so only time will tell, but I'm really hoping we are out of it. Uh, but if we're not, I think NFTs will see a bull run continue over the next few months. We said that, right? We said that when we got rejected off of the bull market support band. You know, these fungible cryptocurrencies probably will slow down over the next few months. Uh, but that's okay because there's still opportunity in the markets, especially in NFTs, because we've seen this now time and time again. This is probably the third time. Uh, for like over a month that we've seen cryptocurrency cool down. But during that time, we saw NFTs take off. So that's really interesting to keep an eye on. Um, and, you know, once crypto picks back up, I'll probably reallocate a little bit heavier to crypto. Uh, but for the time being, I am happy being pretty heavily allocated in NFTs. Yeah, same here, Ryan. Earning that alpha on my ETH, getting my ETH bags up while crypto is down low. Hopefully, we'll be able to some take some profits into ETH before ETH goes to, uh, you know, 5K plus later this year. Uh, Brock in the chat says mana is popping off. Let's take a look at mana next. Let us know what other coins you want us to look at. Drop them in the comments below. Uh, and if you are interested in mana, let us know with smashing the like button. Up oh, 15% today. Holy shit, what happened? They're creating a metaverse. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, I know Decentraland <laughs> is a metaverse, but why is it up today? I did not see any news regarding mana today, so I'm not sure. I mean, it might just be the markets. 
is up 13% against Bitcoin and 11% against Ethereum too. So it really is outperforming right now. Definitely one to keep your eye on. Mm-hmm. Logan, did you see how Paris Hilton was on Saturday Night Live or was it The Tonight Show? It was SNL, right? It was with Jimmy Fallon. It was The uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. Tonight Show. Tonight Show. My bad, my bad. Yeah, that was really interesting. And actually, uh, Paris Hilton is releasing her NFTs on Origin Story. So I just wanted to mention that uh, before the interview, which is coming up at 2.30, that's one of the big releases happening this week on Origins Protocol. Stay tuned for that and more. But let's talk about the mutant apes, the bored apes, Ryan. Uh, we see here mutant apes are at 27 ETH floor. What the heck happened? Tell me about Justin Bieber. What's going on right now? This is this is absolutely ridiculous. And I think this is part the Justin Bieber effect, but I think it's also part the Board Ape Yacht Club floor getting to 100 Ethereum. Now it's at like 115 Ethereum. But let's cover that Justin Bieber news first. So uh, Justin Bieber got a lot of the Board Ape Yacht Club members a little bit salty last week when he purchased the 9,997th <laughs> least rare ape on the market for 500 ethereum so this is one of the largest purchases i think it was in the top 10 biggest purchases for an ape it was for one of the least rare apes so i've said this for a long time but rarity really isn't everything i think the aesthetic of his ape was really good super clean uh just a black t-shirt brown fur uh nice clean face uh but the interesting part is that it was board ape i'm pretty sure number 3001 uh, but the number corresponded with his home address. So, you know, Justin Bieber mm. has a has a boatload of money. So he saw that, you know, Board API Club number 3001 was for sale, said, hey, that's my address. I'll spend 500 ETH on that. So that's exactly what he did. Uh, <laughs> definitely wasn't worth that to most people, but it was to Justin Bieber. So that's the beauty of non-fungibility right there. Yeah, it is. When I see my address, I often spend 500 ETH as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh so it looks like justin bieber's wallet's tagged on OpenSea now uh hello hello four three more apes no no fake apes fake? from scammers yeah uh collab with adidas darn i got bamboozled yeah and it's not a um, real collab with adidas either that's a fake collab with adidas so this happens a lot actually with celebrities that buy nfts they'll track those wallets and then people will send fake nfts to them to promote their collection you know people mm -hmm. will see oh justin bieber owns all these apes they must be real even though the price is you know far below the actual board ape floor they'll go check out the collection and then maybe get a few sales from it so definitely watch out for that scam going on right now on OpenSea. yeah keep your eyes on that and i just want to see here uh, Justin Bieber's wallet, as soon as it was identified as his, let's see the amount of transactions that people have been sending him NFTs like crazy. Uh, 47, yeah, look at that. Can you see the timestamps on here? Mm -hmm. crazy, is this all right crazy, after he bought crazy. that ape? This is uh, as of right now. So yeah, it's all okay. after he bought the ape. People are just sending him a ton of spam. Uh, so, you know, be careful. Some of these tokens can be a little bit malicious. So make sure you are not interacting with any contracts you don't want to interact with. Um, so so yeah. uh, sorry to interrupt, but I have a very pressing question in the chat. Mike Moffitt asked, did you get an ape, Ryan? Uh, unfortunately not. If you squint your eyes, look really closely. If you have high resolution, uh, right here, right in the corner, I actually put an asterisk because, you know, I don't want to scam anybody. I don't, don't want to fool anyone. Um, so right in the corner right there with the pen, little asterisk, it says right-click saved. I don't know if you can see it, uh, but yeah, it's right here. It says right-click saved in parentheses for now because I'm going to get it eventually. I just can't really afford it right now. Uh, but yeah, it actually just sold for 100 ETH on OpenSea. Uh, so it went to a new owner. I'm tracking that wallet. You know, one day I'll connect with him, hopefully get the board ape that corresponds with my mutant ape, but uh, not right now, unfortunately. You screenshot are you? I, I am can't a believe you did that. Fake, I'm an art flex. appreciator. I understand that I'm not making money and I don't own the NFT. But you know, some people some people have uh, copies of art in their house. I, I think it's okay. This goes it, to show that NFTs are a scam. This is proof. That's proof right there. Check, I'm checkmate. I'm sorry, G Money. I'm sorry, NFT community. Um, I'm not on your side anymore, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, Ryan, speaking of new purchases, have you bought anything since last week? Yeah, I was actually hinting on it on the show last week, but I got myself a killer girlfriend. <laughs> now, I never thought I'd see the day where I get a girlfriend, but uh, you know, last week was the day when I spent 1.5 ETH on an NFT. So I have a killer girlfriend in my collection now. I was really banking on the art being super cool for those, uh, but I think they look too similar. 
uh, it's kind of hard to tell the rare ones from the non-rare ones. And, uh, you know, the floor went up a little bit till around two ETH. It's back down to right, right around one and a half. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to keep it that long, you know. I don't know if I can keep a girlfriend, you know. We'll see what happens. I, it might not be a good investment. So I might reallocate my money into something else other than a killer girlfriend. I mean, the least you could do is put a picture of her up on your wall next to your monkeys, okay? <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. We'll see. If I hold on to it, she might get on the wall. Oh, God. All right, let's let's take a look at the price of ETH. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Here we go. Uh, I drew a little bit more silly line on this chart. <laughs> I don't even know where to try to draw this one, but... Uh, you know, NFTs, demand for NFTs has been protecting ETH from the downside that Bitcoin has seen. Uh, but we'll see if it can last, if it can hold up. I think long term, it's probably going to be really good. Uh, you know, demand for DeFi applications based on Ethereum, demand for more NFTs based on Ethereum, demand for scaling in layer two based on Ethereum, all going to drive demand for ETH. And as you know, it's just supply and demand. So, Ryan, what do you think? And I guess it's the same same fake out versus breakout. It's going to be determined by Bitcoin. You agree? I'm thinking it's pretty similar. You might have drawn that line too low. I think there might be a, a better price target to look at for a breakout. Um, we did spend some time. Yeah, exactly. Right there. We spent some time there below the bull market support band or what Benjamin Cowan now calls the bear market resistance band. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we spent some time there about a month ago. And what's the price at if we can get back up to that line you just moved on the chart, Logan? Uh, if we could do it, you know, within the next couple of days, it'd be just under 3,000, 2950. But then we'd okay. have to go through the 3,000 psychological resistance, which is going to be another tough one. Yeah. So I think $3,000 is probably a good price target to have to see if we can reverse and, and flip bullish for Ethereum. But really, Bitcoin is the king of the market. So I'd keep my eye on Bitcoin uh, to be telling of the general markets. Uh, but yeah. All right. Uh, much appreciated there, Ryan. Speaking of appreciation, crypto meditation out there in the chat. You're welcome. Happy to, happy to give you the crypto picks. If you guys are enjoying the content, make sure to smash the like button and we'll keep it coming for you. Uh, apparently sand is also ripping. Do you want to look at sand or do you want to look at some more NFTs? We can look at sand. That's interesting that mana and sand are both ripping. I mean, they are correlated to each other, being that they're both building out metaverse cryptocurrencies, uh, metaverse land. But there has to be some type of news going on right now in the metaverse space for both of these coins to be ripping. So if anybody knows in the chat why you think sand and mana are ripping, let us know because they are up 15%. Uh, something has to be happening that I'm not aware of. I'm going to try and figure that out right now while you pull up the chart, Logan. It could be it could be carryover effect from the Justin Bieber board ape purchase. Like we're seeing the the board ape mutant ape floors ripping a bunch of other blue chip projects. These two could just be you know bunched in with that. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's fair. If we don't see any other news, I think it's pretty fair to assume that this uh, focus on NFTs is what's driving up these metaverse cryptos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sandbox doing well today. Let's see what else. Let's take a look at the top one hundred. All right, Ryan, anything? Wait, hold on. I got to get my screen aligned so you guys can see what I'm talking about here. Can you see the name? No. Nope. There we go. We'll call that good. Yeah. That works. Um, all right, let's see. Solana up 5%, getting close to 100 again. Terra, 51.51. Jeez. Now we did that call is out Solana. We did that call out Solana last week. Um, we did look at Terra as well, but I remember we did say it, it looked like a pretty good buy opportunity at right around $75. So that's cool to see it bounced. Uh, but yeah, like we said before, Bitcoin is king. So we're going to have to look, see what Bitcoin does over these next few weeks to see where these altcoins may be going. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Anything else with some unusually big gains? Uniswap up 7% today. <laughs> <laughs> Back to $11, man. I missed the, the glory days of Uniswap, 20, 30 bucks. You think we're ever going to see those again? 
Dude, we were up to $45 for Uniswap at one point. This is absurd at $11.72. I mean, I'm about to cry right now. Uniswap is one of my bigger altcoin positions. Uh, I was very bullish on it. But I mean, the DeFi markets, what do you think of the DeFi markets, man? It seems like they've been in even more of a bear market than other cryptocurrencies. You know, at least altcoins focus on the metaverse have been ripping, you know, at least layer one smart contracts saw huge gains in the last part of 2021. But really, mm -hmm. we haven't seen any bullish action on any of these DeFi tokens. You know, Uniswap's down, SushiSwap's down, Aave's been down bad too. Everything in the DeFi space really has been down since around May. You know, the first time Bitcoin really skyrocketed to over $60,000 is when we saw the tops for most of these DeFi cryptos. Like, what do you think is going to be the catalyst for these DeFi cryptos to come back? Or do you think that, you know, they're screwed, they're valueless governance tokens at this point? Uh, because there's a lot of different ways to look at it, and I'm not sure which one's best. Let's take a look at the decentralized exchange uh, metrics on Ethereum provided by Glassnode. Uh, we can take a look and see uh, the total liquidity, total value locked on these platforms, and also the total number of users. Uh, I think that this might be a better indicator of where we, we, we will be headed uh, throughout the rest of this year. So uh, over the past 12 months, let's see, let's see. I think I'm going to have to change the, the layout real quick um, so we can get all the data. Okay, so uh, in the last year, the total liquidity on Uniswap is down bad. What do you make of this chart, Ryan? Well, it's priced in U.S. dollars, right? And a lot of these tokens that are staked on Uniswap are DeFi tokens. So naturally, mm -hmm. this price will be going down. You know, when mm -hmm. Uniswap was forty-five dollars, you know, we probably had around seven and a half billion dollars locked on Uniswap, but now it's at eleven dollars, which is about a seventy-five percent decrease. And we've seen about a seventy-five percent decrease, albeit you mm -hmm. know, Uniswap's not the only token on Uniswap, uh, but that's just one example. I think people are probably moving their funds over to layer twos, though, Logan. I think that's one answer because this only shows layer one, you know, Ethereum's mm -hmm. mainnet. Uh, and they're picking up a lot of liquidity on Polygon. They're also on Arbitrum and Optimism. So they're on at least four networks now. And, and the liquidity is kind of getting spread out between those networks. Yeah, that's a good point. I think another interesting thing I noticed is that, like, it follows this chart very closely because, like you said, it's a lot of it is priced in ETH. However, there was one moment where we saw a huge breakout, and that was the first time ETH went over $2,000. As soon as that happened, shoot ton of liquidity flew into the market, <laughs> uh, probably to try to collect the trading fees all the way through down to the top. Then right after the top, all that liquidity was pulled. Seems like this could be a good metric uh, for you know maybe some whales. They, they see something going on. Could be interesting here. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. You know, I also think when the merge happens and when fees are lowered on Ethereum uh, over the next few years, that could be a catalyst for Uniswap too. Because right now, the liquidity providers that are putting in all their tokens to Uniswap's protocol, they're the ones making money on 0.3% uh, of the transactions that go through Uniswap. Um, so as you know, more people trade on Uniswap or on SushiSwap, they earn more money. And uh, as as fees go down on these platforms, more and more people are going to be wanting to trade on decentralized exchanges. So I think it makes sense that when fees go down, trading will go up on these decentralized exchanges and therefore incentivize more people to add liquidity to these platforms. But it looks like SushiSwap is in a, a pretty similar situation right now. They were up to right around one and a half billion dollars and now they're down to just over 500 million dollars of liquidity locked in their platform so it looks like they're both down about 75 percent from the top you need all right logan DeFi is making me sad the numbers go down i like to look at things where the numbers go up so how about we look at something where the numbers go up let's make some money uh, not lose some money right all right back to uh nfts maybe Yes, sir. Let us know in the chat what you guys want to see. Where's the number going up? Uh, well, we covered mutants. We didn't look at board apes yet. I think that we should look at board apes because they've been absolutely ripping 
it was just yesterday, maybe two days ago, we hit 100 ETH floor. Twitter was blowing up that we finally hit 100 Ethereum for the first time for Board Ape Yacht Club. Uh, but now we're at 117 Ethereum, so another 17% returns uh, in terms of Ethereum too, not in terms of USD. So that's great to see. Ethereum has been up the past couple of days. Uh, so if you're into NFTs where uh, the Ethereum price is going up, then you're making even more money. That's awesome. But let's look, see what's for sale, Logan. I heard the price floor is extremely thin. Uh, probably just a few sales away from 120 ETH, and I bet not too many away from 130 ETH at this point. All right, here we go. So we got like three one. more three more sales away from 120 ETH. The price floor is pretty thin. Uh, you mm -hmm. like the one on, on the floor right now, Logan? This one's not bad. I like the, oh, the, one on the, the second one. The second one? Here? Yeah. Yeah. I like the simplicity yeah, of clean. it. I like it. This one's not bad either. It reminds me of little babies. Yeah. This one's like an M and M kinda. That one's nice. The posty. Dang, these are so cool. <laughs> Maybe we should look at uh rankings, Logan, see what's trending. You know, some NFT collections with lower floor prices for uh us who can't yet afford a board ape. Azuki was one I was looking at last week. That one was a, a anime collection focused on the Asian market, and it absolutely ripped. It was at around one to one and a half ETH. Once they released their art, uh, it went up to around eight Ethereum, seven to eight Ethereum, and it's been holding up really strong since then. Pretty unique collection. I, I like the art here, um, but I, I'm not getting in at this price. What do you think, Logan? Yeah, I'm definitely not getting into this price either simply because I can't afford to. But I do think the art style is really cool. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen many like this before. And speaking of apes, before we move too far away, Logan, three gold apes were sold over the weekend. One of them for 1,080 ETH. That was a record sale for Board Ape Yacht Club. Uh, so let's see if we can find those sales. See uh, maybe which wallets got to buy those golden board apes. I'm really surprised that three sold. I didn't know they were that liquid. Maybe they were just listed at really high prices, but uh, I think we should take a look at it because when you look at those rare crypto punks, people are holding on to those for dear life. At this point, we're not really seeing any apes sell. We're not seeing any aliens sell, and we'll see the occasional zombies sell, you know, every couple weeks or so. But these gold apes are the rarest in the collection, uh, and we saw three sell over the weekend, so that was that was surprising to me. Did you hear about the uh, the Dow that might be selling off like 80-plus uh board ape yacht clubs yeah that was really interesting too the ape dow is considering selling off 80 board ape yacht clubs from their collection i'm pretty sure that's everything in the dow uh, so i think they're considering liquidating the dow which i mean at this point you might as well take it to a vote the people in the dow have made insane returns off of those 80 apes I'm not quite sure when they bought them but i'm sure they're up big on them so yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Vote on it as a DAO. Uh, if the majority wants to hold on to them, maybe wait for the, the Ape token airdrop, then so be it. But if they want to take profits, then uh, that's what will happen. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I, I can pull up the Ape DAO. We'll uh, comment on this, Logan. Yeah, I'm just curious to know, like, what type of signal are you looking for to exit the NFT market back into ETH? Ah, uh, I think it's a lot of fundamental things to happen before I sell my ape. Um, it really depends. I think for the general NFT market, I'll be looking at cryptocurrencies. If crypto uh, becomes bullish again, then I think a lot of people will be selling their NFTs to get into crypto. Um, but as for Board Ape and Mutant Ape Yacht Club, I'm waiting for the Ape Token airdrop. I think that will be huge. I think the token dynamics around Board Ape Yacht Club's Ape Token will be huge, a big price driver for the NFT. So I want to see that. I also want to see Instagram and Facebook make their NFT platforms. That was recently announced a couple of weeks ago. So I'm really excited for that. I think that'll be a huge catalyst for NFTs. And then lastly, I want to see Coinbase's NFT platform. I think a lot of people hold money on Coinbase, probably more than you think. And they're you know too afraid right now to take it out into a MetaMask wallet or some other wallet where they can't mm. just call up customer service and say, hey, where did my ETH go? So I think that will really, really be a huge catalyst uh, for NFTs in general, especially the ones listed on their marketplace. Couldn't agree more. Were you able Let's, to find anything on the DAO? I'm on their Twitter right now. 
Uh, they're the third largest Board Ape Yacht Club holder in existence. Very cool to see. Uh, and they're also the fourth largest Mutant Ape holder in existence. I'm trying mm. to find a link to their DAO right now. I see some docs. Um, I don't see uh, their actual DAO, though. Let me see. So, Logan, do you think that if this vote passes and they decide to liquidate their 80 apes, is that going to be bearish for Board Ape Yacht Club? I think maybe in the short term the answer is yes, but but what do you think of this? What do you make of this? I mean, we've seen so much uh, price increase lately. There's going to be, be people that need to take profits uh, off the table simply to pay their bills, right? Uh, and so at some point, we're going to see a, a blow off top. This could be it itself. Uh, you know, this one DAO sale liquidation could, uh, you know, send us temporarily back below 100 ETH floor. But, I mean, it's not necessarily going to be like, uh, you know, the entire market turns bearish uh, just yeah, over what this one, one DAO mm -hmm. decides to do. It's not like Michael Saylor selling his Bitcoin. I mean, it's the ape DAO with a bunch of people together who bought some apes deciding to take profits. So I agree with you there. Uh, definitely interesting, though. Mm -hmm. let's try and find those golden board apes before we bring matt lou on from origin story to tell us about their nft platform and the paris hilton release coming up uh i think it's actually this week on thursday i'm and curious Logan, to know a... what's, what's okay up, well i'm curious too can i go first okay yeah go for <laughs> it Thank you, sir. So I asked you this the other day, Logan. You must have been sleeping because you didn't respond. But do you think that there's going to be a, a board ape crash in April to May? Because that's when they've been out for a year and people can uh, claim long-term uh, capital gains on them. So 15% instead of 30 35%. And a lot of people got in in April and May. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not convinced that there's going to be a crash uh just based off of the tax uh you know deadline but i do think that the macro trends will uh you know probably play out uh you know somewhere around that time right uh, our our bitcoin and eth consolidation can really only last so long uh especially if we see the spot etf come out there's going to be a lot of money pumping into the fungible tokens uh, and the USD prices, which I think it's safe to say now are what people are using for NFTs, uh, will be way, 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 way up. And people are going to start taking profits on their NFTs for that reason. Uh, and then also the, you know, the tax uh, incentive is just going to be another big bonus on top of that. So it's going to be one important catalyst. I definitely uh, think you are on to something there, uh, but do I think it alone will cause it? Probably not. Kind of, kind of a toss-up. I think that's a good take. Thank you, sir. And so do my we second have, screen just disconnected. Do we have Ooh. Matt backstage, or do we have a couple minutes to try and find those gold apes that sold for 1,080 Ethereum, a couple others a little bit below 1,000 ETH? Let me pull up OpenSea, check it out. Sorry, guys, my monitor disconnected one second. We do not have Matt backstage yet. We're chilling for the meantime. Um, but yeah, let me filter by the golden apes real quick for you here. Uh, all right, fur, golden, solid gold. Only 46 solid gold board apes. Uh, and oh yeah, so here's what I was curious about earlier. Uh, I wanna know, does the moon or bust audience? Do, do you guys hold NFTs? Do you guys care about NFTs? Uh, you know, we look at Board Ape Yacht Club and Mutant Ape Yacht Club a lot, uh, and maybe it's not exactly apparent why. In my opinion, it's kind of like how we follow Bitcoin first before looking at the rest of the altcoins. If you, if you want a good leading indicator on where the NFT market could be going, uh, you know, that, that is where I go. I look at Board Ape Yacht Club to see. That's like the, the blue chip, the Bitcoin uh and it's leading the way so far as i can tell ryan what you think that makes sense mm -hmm. oh my God. yeah 100 percent. this is great all right let's see 
Someone needs uh, to pick up this floor golden ape, guys. In the chat, if you have 690 ETH to spare, then go ahead, pick up that one because the next one up from that is 1,333 ETH. So you could really raise the floor with that one. If I had 690 ETH, I'd probably be buying that ape right now. <laughs> but alas. Uh, so speaking of ape holders, Matthew Liu, I think, is one of them. And he is our guest from Origin Protocol today. Um, I'm going to get him added to the stream right now. Uh, my monitor's dis just disconnected again, so uh, give me one second to figure out what I got going on here. There we go. Alrighty. Alright, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Matthew Liu. Oh, he's got the Board Ape Yacht Club hoodie on today. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> Matt, how's it going? How you been? It's going amazing. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Yeah, your oh, audio Matt. sounds a little bit funny on my end. Ryan, are you hearing that as well? Yeah, it's picking up here too. It's a little bit hard to see. I don't know if you can listen to it. Uh, yeah. let's see. If you click on the settings, double check your audio source. If it looks good, then maybe try a quick refresh. All right, why don't I just jump back and jump back in? Perfect. Okay. I'm excited for this. Should be Ryan, fun. where's your mute? Where's your board API clip drip? It's uh, in the laundry right now. It's white, and I, I might have spilled a drink on it. So, yeah. <laughs> no. Does that make it a one of one? Mm hmm. Does that make it more it's rare? rare? Uh, maybe more rare, but definitely not more valuable. You don't have any mints coming out today, Ryan? No mints coming out today that I know of. I know Invisible Friends, we've mentioned a couple of times. That's a really big NFT mint coming out uh, in February. Mm -hmm. So stay on the lookout for that. It is really hard to get on the whitelist, though. So, you know, do your digging in the Discord. Matt. Hey, hey, I'm back. How's this now? So much, much better. better. Great. Amazing. Thank you. Glad to have you back on it. I know it's been a while, um, but I'm excited to hear about all the cool things Origin Protocol has been up to lately. Um, I remember last time it was, you know, the pioneering project with Blau that we were talking about. You guys have done so, yeah. so, so much since then. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you want to just kick us off with a little bit of background, anyone who missed the last show, fill us in on, on first yourself, Matthew, uh, your incredible background, and then also Origin Protocol, what it is, why you started it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks again for having me. I uh, love the community that you guys have had and every single time we're here, it's just such a great conversation. Um, so my name is Matthew Liu. I'm one of the co-founders of Origin Protocol. Um, first started dabbling in Bitcoin and blockchain in about 2012, but um, really around 2014 um, when Ethereum was doing its uh, crowd sale, that's when I started really paying attention to the tech. Um, and, you know, it took a number of exposures because it you know, isn't the most obvious thing, even, um, um, you know, to people that are really into crypto. Um, and so it took a couple of years, but eventually um, Josh, my co-founder, and I decided, hey, it's time to go all in, right? And so we started Origin in 2017. Uh, the initial mission was always to enable commerce uh, on the blockchain and to create these marketplaces that allowed all different types of people to uh, sell and trade different types of goods and services. Um, and so we've been around for quite a while and we've been building and building and building. Throughout all that, we also ended up realizing that um, our initial vision, um, while super grand, also needed uh, a bit of a refinement, right? How do you actually zone in on uh, specific verticals and areas where people actually care, um, where people are uh, Web3 and crypto native, um, where you can actually um, almost create a toehold for what we're trying to build? Um, and so that's when we started focusing on NFTs. Um, so I remember quite clearly it was the end of 2020 when we decided to um, build this brand new NFT platform um, with our uh, good friend and um, now advisor and also a longtime origin investor, Justin Blau, um, better known as just, um, you know, DJ Blau. Um, and so we started working on this project um, end of 2020 uh, and launched uh, in the first quarter of 2021. Um, and this was the first time that anyone had really done a bespoke NFT offering on their very own website. Um, one of the differentiating features of what we do is allow creators um, to launch um, wherever they want to, whenever they want to, on their own terms. Uh, and the very first time we did this was with Justin. Um, and at the time, it actually set records, right? So that was the largest NFT sale of all time. Um, at end of uh, February, March last year, uh, $11.7 million dollars. 
Um, to many, it was also a time that ushered in a lot of new creators into the space. Uh, a, a lot of people that are musicians or producers or athletes or brands or celebrities, um, beyond just the you know, very crypto native NFT artists, more and more people started paying attention um, from that moment uh, onwards. Uh, and from there, uh, we've been uh, quite busy the past year. Uh, we've built out our NFT platform and rebranded it as Story. Um, so story.xyz is where the platform is at now. Uh, and we're getting super, super, super close uh, to being able to unveil this um, to the general public. Uh, and the mission here is um, why, why do we still have like these gatekeepers, right? So you, right now you either have to have your own um, engineers and to build your own custom smart contracts in order to do a drop, or you drop on one of these drop sites um, um, such as Nifty Gateway or Maker's Place, et cetera. Um, and I actually, you know, love all of those companies and the products they've built. But one of the annoying things, if you're an up and coming creator, um, is that you may not be able to get a drop date. It may take you, you know, two, three months to get a date. Um, and you may have to, you know, refine your drop to um, their liking. Um, alternatively, you can try to build out your own drop site. Um, that takes quite a bit of work. Um, and so what we're trying to do is uh, enable any creator to be able to sell NFTs on their own terms um, with their own smart contracts to guarantee that creator provenance, um, but also be able to then figure out exactly how they want to brand it and control the experience. Um, that's what Story is all about. That's, that's awesome. awesome. And uh, Origin Story is actually launching this week, correct, Matthew? Yeah, so uh, we can give a, a bit of a sneak peek at some of the features, um, but we're really, really excited to be opening this up to everyone um, in the very, very immediate future. Um, and then from there, we're also going to be showcasing some of the uh, marquee uh, launch partners that we have that are going to be doing drops um, on the Story platform. And really, really cool thing here is um, you're going to see a couple of these um, NFT drops um, that are being used by you know tier A names. Um, but that very same technology is going to be available to um, pretty much anyone that's interested in making NFTs. That's awesome. Are you able to share your screen to see some of these cool features coming out? Yeah. Let me go ahead and do that. Give me just one second. And I don't know if you're able to discuss any of the, the celebrity names, uh, but I heard one of them on The Tonight Show the other day. And yeah. And actually gave, gave you a shout out. Yeah, yeah. So we can talk about that one um, while I queue this up really quickly. Um, so you guys see the screen. Yeah, we're very fortunate Perfect. to be working with um, Paris Hilton, who um, pretty much is the original um, creator in the creator economy, right? She's the original influencer um, that was able to um, usher in this entire movement of people um, having these um, digital identities that other people follow. Um, and Paris obviously has uh, an extremely, extremely um, savvy business background, as well as an entertainment and fashion background. And she's been able to create all these different um, business lines. Um, it, you know, pretty much is like a um, empire in a sense, right? Um, but we're, we're very thrilled to be working with her. She's one of our uh, investors uh, in OGN, as well as an advisor. Um, helping us figure out how to bring NFTs um, to more mainstream audiences. Um, so she teased out uh, NFT drop that she's going to be doing uh, on our platform using the story technology uh, in conjunction with Superplastic, um, which I think many people in the NFT community are very, very uh, aware of. Um, and also there's a, a piece that she actually um, created, um, you know, a physical piece that she created and then turned into an NFT um, that pays homage to um, her relationship with her new husband, Carter. And so we're very, very excited about bringing um, that drop to market. Um, again, that will be happening quite soon. Um, there's definitely a lot of interesting mechanics uh, with that drop um, that you probably haven't really seen um, too much. And so we're really, really excited for the community to get a uh, look at that. Um, one of the um, aspects that I can tease out is that um, there are different tiers to the drop, right? And mm. the um, initial tier, we wanted to make it so that all of Paris's mainstream fans can participate. And so um, this NFT is going to be something that is at a very, very affordable price point. Um, credit card is going to be enabled, and we hope to... Uh, you know, bring many people into the NFT community uh, that have never, ever even purchased an uh, NFT in the first place, right? And so I think that's a really, really mm -hmm. cool um, mechanic. Um, in addition, um, these NFTs are going to have um, interesting properties and um, there are going to be some really cool giveaways and drawings associated with them. Um, I can't give all the details just now, but um, definitely look, uh, look forward to that. 
So you mentioned that buyers can use credit cards, which is a really cool feature on your platform. Can they also use Ethereum or USDC or other different types of tokens? Yeah, so um, the default is that um, everyone can accept Ethereum, um, or sorry, the creators can set up their storefront to accept Ethereum. And therefore all the uh, crypto natives are able to just connect the Web3 wallets um, and able to do their transactions in Ethereum. Um, however, we also wanted to make it easier for mainstream audiences to participate. Um, and so that's where the credit cards come in. Um, the backend payment uh, ledger is set up so that um, it can also accept stable coins. Um, in theory, in the future, we can allow um, different creators to accept payments in their very own tokens. Um, and right now, um, the NFTs are on uh, Ethereum layer one, but also there's a polygon option as well. Um, for layer nice. two and cheaper NFTs to mint. Um, and we do very much imagine a multi-chain world um, where, you know, give it a couple months um, and we'll be able to have um, phantom NFTs, Solana NFTs, uh, potentially different layer two NFTs um, beyond Polygon. Um, this really is meant to be a platform that allows creators to have that ultimate choice and flexibility to run the sales that um, they really want to. Um, so why don't I go ahead and um, give you a quick demo of how this will all work. Um, and so you'll see that as a creator, I will use a web two. Um, oh, that's interesting. Give me one second. Thought I did this already. All set. So Matthew, I'm curious when somebody uses a credit card, do you create a wallet for them and drop it in or do you custody it in a, a group wallet? Um, so when someone is using a credit card as a buyer, yes, NFT is going to be um, sent to a managed wallet. Um, mm -hmm. And then from there, um, they can always withdraw. Um, but if someone's awesome. purchasing with a Web3 wallet, then the NFT can actually be delivered correctly into their wallet um, right away. That's um, so, so awesome to have both functionalities on your platform. I think that that's like the biggest barrier to entry right now is that people don't want to take the time to figure out how to use and set up a crypto wallet. Uh, yeah. and they don't want to take the time to figure out the security behind it as well. So I think yeah. that's awesome. I, I, it, it, it totally, I think is like one of those interesting things where there's this very, very, um, hot market right now for NFTs. Right. And there's so much trading activity. There's so much money changing hands. There's so many creators in this space. But when you actually look at the number of people, um, the number of wallets, even on OpenSea, it's a couple hundred thousand. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're still so far away, um, from, like this getting to the next, you know, hundreds of uh, millions of people in the world, right? And so this is like just the beginning for us. Um, so let me go ahead and show you um, now that we've got that email um, verification. Uh, I'm excited to see. Done. So here's a um, test store, right? And so this is actually the creator um, flow. And you'll see that um, there are some example NFTs that we have here. Um, there's some different places where you can customize the site. Um, but let's say I wanted to go and edit the site, right? So an actual storefront, right? And so I can say something like um, Benzinga NFC drop, right? Um, mm -hmm. I can go ahead and upload a image here. Mm -hmm. um, and say, let's say I'm going to do a drop that centers around, let's say the seven wonders of the world, right? And so now I'm customizing my storefront. Um, but really what we really want to do is, um, play with some NFTs, right? So, um, you'll notice here as playing around with a Paris Hilton NFT. Um, but, um, re really what I want to do here is say, Hey, let me actually go edit this. Right. And so now I'm going to say, um, this is the, uh, the drop that is happening this week. And. Mm -hmm. Um, let's make this a one of one. Um, we're going to um, do a quick uh, message signing to basically um, uh, track that my wallet is the one that is the creator of this NFT. Um, and then there are things uh, uh, I can also you know, start from scratch, right? And in this case, let me go ahead and make a NFT um, for one of the seven winners of the world. Um, very quickly, I'll be able to, again, put in my metadata, right? This is a seventh wonder of the world um, created by renowned artists, um, Logan and Ryan. <laughs> and I'm going to go set this as a limited edition. 
um, specify that there's going to be an addition of 25. And now there's going to be. Um, wow. Uh, we'll charge one ETH for it. Um, so uh, as a creator, I can apply uh, to accept USD payments via credit cards. And this should now, excuse me. Um, you can see mobile views, right? Mm. So I just created a, a brand new NFT. This is how it showed mobile. Um, if I click into it, it would show um, different details. Um, let's go back to desktop view. Um, and then as I finish uploading all this NFT data, um, I'll then want to customize my site, right? So let's say I want to go mm. dark theme, right? I want to um, change the fonts, wow. right? Uh, I just want to customize my storefront for these uh, NFT sales. Um, it's all super easy to do. Um, obviously, this is a very rush job for the demo, so it's not going to um, look as good as if I spent, you know, uh, even just 30 or 60 minutes um, getting started, right? Um, and then I would be able to uh, go here and redirect this to a domain that I own. So it could be www.matthewlee.com or in the previous case we were talking about, um, it might be, you know, 1111.parishilton.com, right? Um, mm. Or it could be some major um, uh, brand or it could be a sports team um, or it can just be an individual up-and-comer NFT artist that's able to do this all on their own uh, website. Um, You'll notice here in the smart contract details, this is where I would enter in information about my own smart contract, uh, make sure that the creator information is correct. Um, and again, right now, there's Ethereum Polygon contracts that I can deploy. Um, in the future, you can imagine a lot more going on over here, uh, just different uh, support for different chains. Um, and you'll also be able to imagine all different types of uh, new sale mechanics, right? So right now it's still fairly limited. We have our um, few main sale mechanics, but um, you can imagine a future, um, in the very near future, where we would do things like, um, let's do a Dutch auction, let's do a silent auction. Um, let's change the mechanics so that the first editions are um, priced at a certain amount. And then as the uh, volume increases, uh, the, the uh, price uh, potentially changes. Um, and then let's also look forward to think about um, how your very own storefronts like these can be used to power uh, things like generative drops, right? Whether that's the PFP or gaming type um, uh, experience um, or um, just like all different, um, all the new innovations that we're seeing with the different verticals, like um, our ideal goal is to make this platform scalable so that it can serve all these different use cases and help creators that don't have um, the technical expertise per se uh, to be able to launch their NFT stores super, super fast. Um, and um, join this incredible movement that we're in. Matthew, you have no idea how many times creator, uh, creators have asked me, uh, you know, where can I go to make an NFT project? How do I get this set up? How do I sell it? How do I launch a website? How do I, you know, get my smart contract out there? Uh, and this has been the answer that I have been looking for, right? Like the, yeah. this is one of the coolest things that I've seen. And I think this is seriously going to make such a huge uh, difference for all the creatives out there that aren't super technical and, and want to get started in an intuitive way. I mean, you threw in a website builder like that's the that's so cool to me. Um, and, and you're saying everyone will be able to use this product very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, like we've been working with a lot of top names over the past year. Right. Um, we touched upon Paris, obviously, but we've done drops with Jake Paul. Um, Blau was the record smasher uh, for us, but also work with other musicians and producers like Cashmere, Bass Jackers, Don Diablo. We've worked with top NFT artists like Trevor Jones, a lot of money. Um, we've done stuff with smaller up and coming artists, right? Like um, Ted's Little Dream actually is probably not small, but he's, um, you know, uh, one of these like well-known artists. Um, that may not be mainstream, but is very well known in the NFT community. Um, Alex Alpert, um, who does these amazing designs um, that are just like drawn so fast, right? And um, he, he makes custom shoes and custom murals. And so there's like all these different people that we work with, but uh, up until now, it has been pretty much invite only. Um, it's been um, a curated list and there's been a lot of um, time and thought uh, put into thinking about, okay, as we're pulling off these drops, um, for these um, more established creators, how do we actually make this a scalable platform, right? And that serves two purposes. Um, one, it allows, you know, longer 
um, tail of people to participate, right? We want the college student that just playing around with 3D animations uh, to be able to sell NFTs. Um, but it also means that uh, we can scale uh, much more effectively as a platform to serve a bunch more um, tier A creators um, across all these different verticals, right? And, and one of the things that we really, really wanted to focus on, um, as you've seen all this uh, on the creator side, is like, how do we also make it easy for the buyers, right? Um, so I won't go through that demo right now, but you can imagine um, how someone will just go through and um, purchase an NFT. And again, mm -hmm. if you're Web3 enabled, you know what you're doing. Um, just connect your MetaMask like you would on uh, other dApps. Um, this isn't technically a dApp. It's kind of this hybrid um, tech platform, um, but it's a very similar experience to that. And if you're new to NFTs, you're new to crypto, and you're like, hey, I want to actually just participate in this thing for the very first time, um, all you're going to need is a credit card, um, and you'll be able to buy your first NFTs. Very cool. Do you see the NFT trends that, that are starting now having an effect on demand for uh, you know, block space and, and network tokens later on this year? Um, so I think NFTs, uh, if you even look at Google Trends last week, it was the first time that um, searches for NFTs um, increased, uh, or sorry, like overshot um, uh, searches for mm -hmm. crypto, even in general, right? And to me, NFTs are going to be bringing crypto to the mainstream. Um, cryptocurrencies and blockchain to me have always been like a very powerful enabling technology, but they're a little bit more esoteric um, for most people, right? Um, they're more around, you know, financial instruments and trading, et cetera. Um, but NFTs are something that uh, everyone can really relate to, right? Everyone uh, likes art or, you know, has a, a wallpaper on their desktop or their phone, or um, they may have collected baseball cards, or they may have traded um, in-game items while playing Diablo 2, like I did when I was a, a teenager, right? <laughs> I'm dating myself, but um, these these um, uh, NFTs, right, as building blocks are much, much more um, pervasive, I think, to everyone. And so I do think there's going to be a huge, huge explosion of people interacting with NFTs, whether it's in gaming, whether it's associated with um, premium luxury goods like handbags or Rolexes or perhaps even real estate. Um, and certainly, I think one of the areas that we're most excited about is how NFTs interact um, with in real life experiences or digital experiences as a form of like access tokens, right? If you hold this NFT, um, what does it offer you in terms of privileges, right? Do you potentially get to um, view premium content earlier than other people, or do you get invited to certain parties? Um, or, uh, you know, as I alluded to earlier um, about our upcoming drops, are, are there you know, potential drawings or uh, raffles that you may be able to participate in by holding some of these NFTs. Um, so I don't necessarily think that um, NFTs will take up a lot of um, block space in terms of like how much data is written on chain, um, especially since a lot of the NFT um, content and metadata is going to be written to like IPFS or Arweave, right? These decentralized mm -hmm. distributed storage systems. However, the amount of NFT um, volume and uh, mindshare, I think, is going to be absolutely uh, phenomenal in, in the next couple of years. Totally. And you're quite the NFT collector yourself. You have a super clean robot ape, uh, as well as hundreds of other NFTs. I'm curious to know, Matt, what other collections are you bullish on in 2022? Oh, so I, I'm bullish on a lot. So obviously, I think uh, board apes and mutant apes are, um, you know, amazing, right? To me, it's like, that's going to be like the the Disney, right, um, coming out of Web3. Um, obviously, very, very different artwork, but that type of IP, that type of community, that type of fanaticism by holders, as well as um, future people that are going to enter into the community. Um, so super bullish on that. Um, one recent collection that I uh, just got into is the uh, Azukis. Um, and so I'm really a fan of how they've run their community and been able to um, cult cultivate, I think, um, a community that really cares about itself. Um, and it's, you know, beautiful artwork. Um, so I really like that collection. Um, there's a cool, uh, cool cats, uh, drop happening right now that, uh, I'm excited to, um, be a part of afterwards. Um, and also, um, I really like the crossover between, um, you know, NFT artists and creators and also uh, more mainstream, right? So what um, artifact did with, uh, clone X, um, and, and now artifact is, you know, uh, owned by, uh, Nike is like, it's a pretty interesting, um, phenomenon to see. And I think we're going to see more and more of that, right? I think we're going to see mainstream brands, um, um, really embrace NFT technology. It's already happening, right? Um, Gucci, Prada, Adidas, Nike, 
um, major sports teams. And so I, I think as this all goes out, um, a lot of the early innovators, I think, are still going to have um, really, really powerful communities. But I think there's also going to be these new projects that launch um, that are also really interesting. Um, and, and a lot of it can be um, very slight alterations or innovations that make a difference. Uh, another one that I like is um, uh, my friend uh, Paris just announced, uh, not Paris Hilton, different Paris, <laughs> uh, uh, Paris Cloud, the DJ, um, they announced their platform um, Soundman and that has generative audio elements in addition to mm. the generative um, uh, um, physical, uh, sorry, uh, visual elements. And so I think that's a unique innovation as well. So mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. Um, we're really excited to be powering a lot of these NFT sales um, from the technology side and the community side at Origin. Um, we're mm -hmm. looking forward to working with uh, NFT creators as well as celebrities. We're doing a bit of a global push in the next couple of months as well. And so there may be some names that um, um, you all may not be familiar with uh, in this audience, but um, that uh, people potentially in Asia, for example, would be like, oh my God, like that is you know someone that we know and they're getting into mm -hmm. NFTs. Um, and so we're really, really excited about that as well. Awesome. We have a couple minutes left. I want to do some rapid fire questions. Sure. Uh, first off, what surprised you more, the Artifact Nike purchase or the Blizzard Microsoft deal? Um, I am, yeah, I was surprised by the Nike Artifact one, actually, um, because I felt like, um, in a way, Artifact had so much more room to grow as an independent company. Um, and so um, I think it's fantastic. It's great branding. Um, and it's great validation for the community, but that was a, a bit surprising. Um, mm -hmm. The Microsoft um, Blizzard thing, that's like huge uh, in, in a different way, right? That's like, mm -hmm. um, you know, perhaps the most um, longstanding uh, gaming um, entity of all time, right? Um, now being seen as this huge valuable asset um, as from one of the tech giants. Um, so I, I think that's really interesting, um, but mm -hmm. I am personally more intrigued about what's happening at the smaller levels, right? What are the new um, Web3 and crypto startups working on? Um, what are the Web3 native uh, games that are being developed um, as opposed to the old world um, coming into this new world? Matthew, I see you picked up an Irene Dow piece. Uh, what do you think of the simp DAO movement? Uh, that's interesting. So um, I am not super knowledgeable about um, <laughs> that area, to be honest, uh, but I am supportive of different DAOs. Um, uh, Irene and I were in the same um, Telegram chat. It was a, a chat about uh, Asians in Web3. And so um, there are a couple hundred people there. Um, someone made an announcement and she said hello. So um, several of us um, picked up um, pieces. Nice. Uh, what are your thoughts on the V1 CryptoPunks? So I think CryptoPunks are going to go down in history as like setting um, the stage for all this happening, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that um, they will forever, you know, have that, um, I guess, like check mark um, in the crypto history books. Um, I would love to see, you know, a little bit more like innovation, um, if possible, right? In terms of like, how do you spread the CryptoPunks um, brand to more of the mainstream as opposed to just being um, kind of like this legacy uh, art form? Um, you know, what Bored Apes are doing, for example, I think is much more uh, aggressive. Um, there's also one key difference where um, apes, for example, allow owners to have full IP rights uh, over the artwork, um, whereas uh, for punks, like you don't have that, right? And so I, I think that's um, a really interesting distinction. Um, but I think they're obviously here to stay. Um, uh, I think that community is super strong, and um, it, it's phenomenal what they've been able to accomplish. Most definitely. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, NFT securities? Are, are these NFTs that give uh, IP rights or, you know, potentially revenue share, uh, are these going to be, uh, you know, potentially risky um, with, with regulation coming up? That's a really great question. Um, I'm not necessarily the um, best person um, to answer, but I will take a stab at it. Um, so there are a couple things to um, really consider, right? So, um, for example, if you sell um, ownership rights in something that's not yet complete, um, that makes it more like a security because mm -hmm. there's the expectation of uh, profit from people's like ongoing work. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, for example, if you sell um, royalty rights for something that is already complete, then the 
uh, argument for it not being a security is much, much stronger, right? Um, this actually just came in conversation uh, when I was talking to, again, Justin Blau, um, who has done an amazing job being um, both a um, advocate for NFTs, but also now being an innovator and entrepreneur with his company, Royal. Um, and so Royal um, allows uh, fans to collect pieces of songs and get uh, ongoing um, streaming royalties and other royalties from those songs. But those songs are finished, complete, uh, complete uh, pieces of work, right? So there's no additional effort. Um, and so I think that's a really important distinction. Uh, I was really happy to be able to participate in the Royal Nas um, uh, sale uh, just like two weeks ago or so. Um, and I think that's a very interesting model, right? Um, now, I think there are going to be NFTs in the future that are more explicit about future profit sharing. And I think that's a very, very interesting area of innovation. Mm -hmm. um, for example, I think there are going to be uh, NFTs that represent, um, you know, commercial real estate that then get fractionalized, right? Um, mm -hmm. That obviously has, you know, investment implications um, and looks a lot more like a security um, uh, with these NFTs potentially replacing what uh, a REIT would be, for example, right? Um, and so mm -hmm. I think um, in those cases, there probably needs to be a little bit more thought by issuers in terms of, okay, like who can we issue this to and what jurisdictions, um, what are some of the safeguards that we necessarily need to put in place? Um, and so there's going to be a lot of innovation, I think, uh, around how to structure these things. But I mm -hmm. think that it's pretty much inevitable that we're going to see um, NFTs that represent um, financial streams um, coming uh, forth in the next couple of years. Um, I also think that, you know, regulation um, is, uh, you know, today in crypto quite backwards, um, but um, I'm just hopeful that we'll figure it out um, at some point. Um, there's a pretty good um, track record um, throughout, you know, modern history where uh, a lot of innovators break new ground and they're playing in territory where regulations don't really exist and it gets kind of murky, right? Whether that's, um, you know, Uber and Lyft um, and Airbnb helping build up the sharing economy before, you know, this concept of sharing economy workers existed um, or, um, you know, what we're seeing crypto today. Um, it's really hard to uh, for the government to regulate crypto because it's so new um, and because a lot of the principles um, and paradigms are so different than what they're used to. And so mm -hmm. my, my view for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.